Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. On today's show, we have Dominique. Super excited for this guest. Dominique is known as the go-to guide for eating your way through New York City and several other cities among her friends. She always has a place in mind that will match any scene you're in the mood for. When she isn't indulging in the flavors of the city, Dominique works for an innovative fintech insurance company in an operations role. Connect with her on Twitter and Instagram at Dom, the letter N, the city. So Dom in the city. All right. So we have Dom in the house. Hey, everyone. Yes. Super excited. So we're drinking champagne and we're going to give you in-depth conversation on what it's like to be Dom in the city and to really hear her story, how she got started, where she is now and what's to come. So cheers to that. Cheers. Yes. Take a little sip. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Yeah, I like that. All right, so Dom, so tell us, before we really dive into who you are now and your brand and where you're going, let's take, like, 10 steps back and really understand, like, who you were before Dom in the City. So what were some of your childhood aspirations? What were you really striving as a goal to attain? So this is funny. Someone asked me the other day, like, when you were growing up, like, what did you want to be? And I wanted to be a scientist. (laughs) Then I realized there was too much math involved. Um, So honestly, like, I look up to my mom and my dad. So anything that they were doing, I always wanted to be doing as well, too. So my dad was, like, in computer science. My mom did accounting. She was also a chef. Um, So those things, like, really kind of formed uh, who I am. And then on top of that, I traveled a lot because I'm a military brat. So like uh, yeah. I lived in like Portugal, Spain, Greece, and Italy. Um, so with mixing international travel with my mom's love for food, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like what pushed me into this direction, really. Okay. And where were you before you were in New York? So before I was in New York, I was in Philly for two years. Okay. So what helped you move from Philly to New York? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually married. So um, my husband does a really good job. Uh, he does a really good, you know, he does a really, <laughs> he's just really kick-ass on his, at his job. So he gets all these promotions. Yeah. So we met in St. Louis, got married, moved to Philly, and then he got another promotion. And then that's what, like, brought us to New York. Okay. All right, cool. So you were kind of modeling yourself after your parents and their aspirations and their goals. At what point did it shift and you really took advantage of the blogging and doing Yelp? Yeah. So... I knew I wasn't going to become a chef. Like, I just don't have the patience for that. And I love cooking at home, so I just knew that, like, that was not my route or that was not my path. Yeah. Um, so I was previously to this, um, living in New York, I was traveling for a company a lot that I worked for. So I was literally living in a different city for, like, 30 days at a time. Like, mm. like I would know nothing about the city. Like, I, for example, one time my job was like, you're going to Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm like, I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I heavily relied upon, like, Yelp to find out where should I get my nails done, who has the best happy hour, uh, who has the best Thai food. So, like, I was 
I was one of those people that would just read reviews all the time. I always say there's like two types of people on Yelp. There's people who just read the reviews and yeah. there's the people that actually like, you know, make the reviews. So after traveling so much and just reading reviews, I felt like I should pay it forward. Um, and then that's when I started like writing reviews. And then I got to this point where like I was like, I really enjoy this. Like yeah. I enjoy telling people, you know, how to spend their hard earned money or where not to go. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, my really good friend Mario reached out to me and was like, Hey girl, <laughs> um, I'm starting a blog and I want you to write for me. I'm like, for about what? And he's like, food. Like you yelp all the time, so like why don't you do food blogging? And it had never crossed my mind. Yeah. Never. So that's when I started writing for the District Confidential. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where my food blogging journey began. Around what year was that? Oh, man. I'm going to say 2016. It was like the end of 2016. You started the actual food blog. Mm-hmm. And when did you become a Yelp elite? Like, at what point did you realize, oh, writing my reviews are beneficial and this is something that I can strive to be? Like, at what point? Or did it just happen? Yeah, when I started Yelping, I had no idea what elite was, how to get there. Yeah. Um, I went to the, the the holiday hangover cruise. And that was 2015, into 2015. Mm-hmm. Maybe beginning, I can't remember. And I met all these people, and everyone's asking, are you elite? How many years are you? And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> what does it even mean? But so you go on this cruise, you get to sail around, you know, the Statue of Liberty, open bar for like three hours, over 100 different food vendors. And I was like, this is the lit food life right here. Yeah. And, and from that point, like, I was striving to become elite after that. And literally, I became elite, like, a month later. Uh, okay. So I met a lot of elite people. Um, so I was schmoozing a little bit. And so they all <laughs> nominated me. So like within a month, I became elite. I think I had like like 60 reviews underneath my belt. Okay. Very good. So 2015, you became elite. Before that, no, after that, you started with your blog. Like at what point between you becoming elite and then the blog, did you say, okay, this has some potential to really be lucrative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because um, my tribe is so supportive of me. Yeah. And my friends were literally like, I'm really tired of digging through this website to find your, like, your blog post. Like, I'm tired of, like, you know, having to, like, click on the District Confidential um, slash author slash Dom in the City. And so <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, too many steps. And then at, I was at some point, I was like, maybe I should just do my own blog. And everyone's like, you should do it. You should do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. I had so many excuses. I tell people this all the time. I was like, I need to lose five pounds so I can do a photo shoot. I need to get someone to create my site. Like I had so many excuses. Um, but then I realized I had a lot of information that I wanted to share with people, and I wanted to be able to control what I was able to share. Because the District Confidential was great, but I was strictly just food, and I knew yeah. that I wanted Dom in the City not just to be food blogging, but so much more, too. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of um, you being a guest is because I view you as a disruptor, right? Like, you're a Yelp elite, but you're a different type of Yelp elite. Like, when I first moved to New York uh, and I decided that I wanted to live and grow and stay in Harlem, I was like, all right, what are, what is to, what is there to do in Harlem? And I love food, right? But I'm lazy, too. Uh, so it's kind of like, where can I 
get great food within walking distance. Mm -hmm. And so I use Yelp because I used to work there. So, you know, I support the companies that I work for. And I began to love Yelp. And whenever I looked at a restaurant or even a bodega, I was like, <laughs> I kept seeing, I kept seeing Dominique. I'm thorough. What can I yeah. say? Yeah. And I was like, who is this woman that is really dominating, no pun intended, uh, this whole area of Harlem and then we met at one of my favorite little restaurants it's no longer around anymore but it was Hyacinth and I remember sitting next to you not even knowing that you were Dom in the city or like Dom Dominique from Yelp and I was just like oh okay so I get to meet you in in the flesh it was kind of like a celebrity moment like a local celebrity moment for me so, like, you living in Harlem and really exploring everything, were there any, like, struggling struggle points when you were becoming Dom in the city? Like, when you were building your own empire, as far as, like, your branding, as far as, like, your social media, like, what at what point were you, like, uh, I don't know if I can continue doing this? So, I think the most time-consuming part about blogging is content creation. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely say that there's been some struggles there. Um, I I post something new every Tuesday, and I don't think people understand how much work goes into creating content. Like you're taking photos, you're editing them, you're typing up what you want to say in your blog post, um, you're going out and you're finding these restaurants. So I think for me it's like having my hand in everything. So from the the content creation to you have to be on social media, you have to tweet, you got to you got to post Instagram posts like almost every day. Like it's just very very involved. Um so I could definitely say that's like the biggest struggle. I think I do good with it though. Um mm-hmm. I think I have really good time management. So I think that really really helps me out. But definitely you know, like posting the Instagram, like at a sweet time, like everyone has like sweet hours, apparently, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> engaging with people like immediately within the first hour, you know, answering DMs like it's just a lot just for, um, you know, just for blogging. It is a lot, um, but definitely it's been my biggest struggle, but I think I've, I have like a firm handle on it now. Good. And I like the fact that you're transitioning into engaging with the followers because one thing about being a disruptor is that you're building so much social currency online and you're translating that offline as well. So social currency is how you build your social networks to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space, but also how it affects you and how you use it to make moves online and offline. So for our listeners, like why is it important to maintain that consistency with your blog? Why is it important for you to engage with your followers? Why, why is it even important to have followers, period? Yeah, so I hate even referring to people as followers. I consider, they're like, I consider them like family, actually. Um, and, it's, and it's really cool because when I actually do get to meet people in real life, like they realize I'm just as real as I am like in my Insta stories, on my Twitter. Like, yeah. so, um, but it's really important to engage because I feel like in the world that we live in, um, anyone can unfollow you at any moment. Um, so like you have to remain consistent if people know what they're getting from you, that's what they love. Um, I'm trying to, I almost just lost my thought. Maybe it's the champagne. Uh, (laughs) No, but it's really important, um, to have that follower base and it's important as well for them to trust you and your recommendations. Um, the thing that brings me like the most joy is when I, like someone like does hashtag Dom in the city and they went to a restaurant that I told them about, or they saw on my blog, um, 
I'm like, I'm still like, my heart is still full whenever someone does that because mm-hmm. you actually trusted this random person <laughs> on, <laughs> on social media to make your dinner reservations for your mom's 70th birthday, you know? So yeah. like creating like a strong network with your your follower fam is really really important and then also on top of that if they feel connected to you they're going to mm-hmm. tell their they're going to tell their friends about you they're going to spread the word so it's always cheaper to keep her um <laughs> so be good to your family your following family have have you gained anything like outside of the warmth in your heart have you gained anything as far as have you been invited to special events have you been able to network with influence like people of influence like how, how has your your social network really affected you and your brand yeah so that's a really good question because the other day i got invited to um harlem business alliance uh which is just like a it's an organization that's based in harlem that's for small businesses um to network within and then also get any type of help that you need but a girl reached out to me and was like hey we got a new co-working space like come through and i was so curious i was like how did you find me and she's like if you search harlem like you just come up like all over the place (laughs) (laughs) so like that's a great example right there too and then also i feel like in the space that i'm in when i go to these pr events for food or restaurants like i'm typically the only black person Mm -hmm. so Instagram has allowed me to meet other people that are in the same space as me, people of color mm-hmm. uh, or minorities. So it allows you to feel like you can relate to other people in the same space. So that's like one good thing that's come out of Instagram. Like I have now I have I feel like I have like a team of like foodie friends now. Like we we can all link up and like go have brunch. Um also, I have been, you know, people have reached out to me through DMs or via email um, through my contact form, specifically from Instagram yeah. or from Twitter. It's like, it's amazing when you like like someone's photo, like a restaurant's photo, and you're like, oh my God, that pasta looks amazing. And then they slide <laughs> into your DMs. They're like, you trying to come through? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. So that's, so it has presented a lot of great opportunities for me too as well. All right. So right now on Instagram, you have close to 2,300 followers. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you have 1,300 followers. Like, between those two platforms, which would you say for your particular brand are you paying the most attention to? So both of them get the same equal amount of attention, but definitely I will say Instagram is the driver um, Mm -hmm. because we live – in a very, very visual world. And we, you eat with your eyes first. Yes, exactly. So for me, it's Instagram because I, I want you to love the photo so much that it pushes you to my blog. Um, but at the same time, my Twitter is just as important as well, too, because I'm every day you'll see that I tweet. Like, I normally tweet like myself, but then I also schedule tweets. My scheduled tweets are typically, like, blog posts that I want you to, like, check out and mm-hmm. I want you to know why you need to check it out. So they're both equally as important. Um, and I feel like some people are more Instagram, some people are more Twitter. So I just try to cover all bases. That way I'm not leaving anybody out and I'm able to try to reach everyone. Okay, that's good. So for anyone that's trying to essentially grow and take the same path that you went and they're really interested in food and they love food, like if you had to put one piece of advice on a Post-it and have it on your desk every single day, what piece of advice would you have? Be consistent. Mm. Be con- be consistent, and I know you said one post-it, but let's put another post-it up there. <laughs> um, put out quality work. Um, like, it's so, so important. So I think a lot of people think, I think a lot of people feel like you need, like, some type of digital camera. Like, you need to go out and get, like, a Sony, or you need to go out and get a Canon. I've, like, shot some really amazing photos on iPhones. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be consistent and put out quality work. That's the most important thing. Uh, people res- will respect you more when you're doing that. Yeah. 
That's good. And I like the point that you made of how building your social currency between Instagram and Twitter opened up more doors for you to have better experiences and put your put you in positions where you probably wouldn't have been if it wasn't for your consistent work on Instagram and Twitter and with your blog. So it sounds like it's paying off and you're cashing in your social currency to build your capital, which is really, really important. And one of the things that I truly, truly, truly want to dig and drive home is the importance of using your network and building it online. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, like, if somebody Googles you, like like you said, the Harlem Biz- Business Alliance lady found you because she was searching Harlem and you're just everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't have such a strong a presence online, you essentially don't exist. Yeah. Right? And so it wouldn't allow you opportunities. So... The question that I really want to know for you, because it sounds like you're doing a lot of time management. Like, when do you take time to really celebrate your wins, and what type of wins do you celebrate? So, wins that I typically celebrate is being consistent. So, that's every Tuesday. Like, <laughs> so when the, when the post goes live at 8 a.m., that's me celebrating a win. Like, when I post the, the Instagram post that's associated with the new blog post, to me, like, that's me celebrating my win. Because, like... Since I launched my blog December 12, 2017, I have literally put out a blog post every single week. Um, so that's definitely me celebrating a win. Or, for example, if you search um, Harlem Brunch, mm-hmm. I think I come up like number three, mm-hmm. which is really, really amazing because SEO, is, which is search engine optimization, pretty much like where you rank when someone Googles something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that was like, I celebrated that win too. But, like, yeah. Every, no matter how small or how big, I'm going to celebrate the win. So that's really good. Do you do anything different? Because some some people celebrate their wins by like going to a rooftop and having a drink. Like, what do you do when you celebrate? Is it more like yay and you clap for yourself and then get back to work, or is it a show that you give yourself like a guilty pleasure to watch because you finished and you launched on a Tuesday? Like, is there anything specific that you do? Um, anything that just makes me feel good. So if that means me going to go get, um, like a waffle, a Belgian waffle, that means me going to get a drink after work, I'm going to go get the drink, but whatever, like my spirit is feeling is how I'm going to like, you know, reward myself. Sometimes it's just like, you know what? You worked really hard today. Go home and go to sleep. Because I always say, (laughs) I I always tell people you give, you give your employer eight hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. So you should give yourself at least one hour that you're, like, investing in yourself. So sometimes if I'm having, like, a, a kick-ass day, like, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and go to sleep. And that is yeah. how I'm going to celebrate my win. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. For, like, for, for mental health and, like, stress, like, what do you do to balance and keep your peace between your day job? Because everyone, she has an 8 to 5, like a 9 <laughs> to 5, like a full-time job on top of everything she's doing with her side hustle. Like, like, how do you maintain your mental health with balancing the pressures from work and then the pressures for that you put on yourself for basically making sure that you're putting out quality work and it's timely and you're consistent? Yeah, so it's funny because when I when I first started working at the company that I'm at now, I've been there for like almost two years. I didn't tell anyone that I was blogging. Yeah. I didn't want to tell anyone because I never wanted someone to think like, oh, Dom's slacking at work. <laughs> Maybe she's working on her blog. <laughs> so, but that's that's another reason why I go so hard at work. Like I have like a really good work life balance. So when I know my body is burnt out or tired, I just 
I just disconnect and I listen because otherwise if you don't, your body will just shut down on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else that I do sometimes in between like transitioning from work to my personal life is I take 30 minutes where I just, it's just quiet. Like Mm. sometimes I will get off the train right at 135th where that nice little park is, be in the sea, and I will just sit in that park for like 30 minutes and just zone out because I feel like you have to disconnect from your work life to plug into your personal life. Mm. So I do a lot of that. Sometimes I will just sit in a pitch black room at home. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it means just going to the bar, not talking to anyone and just enjoying my glass of wine. So I always try to find quiet time. That's the most important thing. Um, And it's really cool that I get invited to events. Sometimes I'll get invited to like two events a week, but between content creation and and everything else, if it if I feel like it's too much in a week, yeah. I will just I will like take a back seat and like just chill out. So you're okay with saying no? I'm totally okay with saying no. Say it again for the. Everyone. I'm totally okay with saying no. It, I have it's <laughs> not, like I give it to you in another language if you want it. I have yes. no problem with saying no because it, you can't burn yourself out. Because if you burn yes. yourself out, you're not good to anyone. You're not good to yourself. You're not good to your employer. You're not good to like your passion. So it's really really important to make sure that like stress levels are low. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you hit hit home on that is because mental health is so important. And then living in the city, especially New York, you're constantly constantly like forced to take in so much thing, so many things mm-hmm. that keep your adrenaline going. And you're never you never are by yourself unless you make time to be by yourself. Yep. From your commute I know I use Uber Pool a lot. You know, like you're always around people. Yeah. So that is really good advice for anyone that's balancing a full-time job and like their personal hustle is to take time for yourself and take those breaks. Yeah. All right. So let's do something fun. We're going to move into our little speed section, right? Uh-oh. So what I what I'm going to do is just ask you just name out whatever comes to mind after I give you the content. Let's do it. All right. All right. I feel like there should be some music here, but we're not going to play music. We just it's just going to be our, be- our beautiful voices. <laughs> All right. So, favorite band? Boys to Men. Favorite drink? Gin. Bombay Sapphire. If you want to if you want to be exact. Role model. My mom. Luxury item. A house. Because we live in New York and we're all renters. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we're all renters. Favorite food? Thai food. Favorite country to visit? Greece. Best way to give back? To people that have less. Um, yeah. So, like, people that have less and people that need to see role models that look like you. Mm, good point. Retirement place? Chicago. Really? Chicago? Girl, you know... See, I'm from the South Side, so when people are like, I want to go to Chicago, I'm like, But you have to remember, I'm from St. Louis. Ah, In St. Louis, I love you guys, but I am not moving back. (laughs) And the closest that I can get to St. Louis is going to be Chicago, so I can still get that big city feel. My parents can, like, come up and drive in four and a half hours, you know? That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Cartoon. Scooby-Doo. I used to love that show. I feel like I've seen every episode. Nah, you have to watch Boomerang. Boomerang, it, they still play Scooby-Doo on Boomerang. I love Scooby-Doo. That, that was a good show. Drama. Don't have it. <laughs> don't have it? Is that show? Or? No, you said drama. I just said just don't have it. I don't have it. I don't uh, drama. Okay, got it. <laughs> but if you want me to, oh, well, if you want to do a drama, I just finished watching Seven Seconds on Netflix. Ah, uh, she was really good. She won an Emmy for that. 
She and that's the reason why I watched it. She deserved that. She worked for that Emmy girl. Yeah, like she was so sad. It was just oh. it was making me sad. So I had to take breaks. Yeah, it made me angry. I had to stay yeah. in the house. I couldn't go out the house. And then I got mad at her husband too. Sorry if we were, were ruining it for anybody, but we're not really giving. We're out not. Any yeah, we're giving it yeah. away. But just watch it, please. Yeah. Do it's a good show. Comedy. I'm just gonna say Kevin Hart because that's the only thing that's coming to my mind right now. Okay. Am I supposed to be naming shows? Whatever. Whatever okay. comes to mind. Kevin Hart, because he, he was just, like, uh, defending uh, Tiffany Haddish the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Tiffany Haddish is good. And their whole history between Kevin Hart and T- Tiffany Haddish, because he knew her when she was still living in her car, mm-hmm. which is it's, it's amazing. And I love the fact that they're doing that movie together. I know. It's really good. I like to see people win. All right. Cool. Is there anything that you want the listeners to know about you? Before we wrap everything up, I'm always available. <laughs> if you have questions, you need a restaurant recommendation, slide into my DMs. You can send me an email. If you send emails, I always respond in under 24 hours, sometimes same day. Um, <laughs> uh, feel free to engage with me. But my name is Dom in the City across all platforms. So even Pinterest, if you like pinning things, I got some stuff there for you too. Uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, but definitely I'm just. I want to continue to do this, and I want to continue to share with people um, because I always feel like friends don't let friends make poor food decisions. Mm. So once again, that's like another basis of my blog. So I want you to eat good. You work hard. You know, you don't want to spend your money on something that's not good. So, but I'm here for you guys always. I'm your foodie friend. Perfect. So thank you for being on the show. Had tons of fun, and it was great learning more about your past, where you currently are, and what you're striving to do. Don't forget to follow her on IG and Twitter at Dom in the City. Even Pinterest, y'all. And Pinterest. Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to CurrencyShiftNow.com. If you feel as though you meet the criteria for the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email at info at CurrencyShiftNow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.